Hello, and welcome to Faith, Fitness, and French Toast. As always, I'm your host, Moses Allwood. I want to warmly welcome you back to the podcast. The purpose of this podcast is simple, to encourage, empower, and inspire athletes of all walks of life in their strength endeavors, faith walk, and of course, their best options for post-workout late-night meals. As always, I'd like to thank my sponsors, Skull Smash Ammonia and Raw Grip Chalk, for their consistent support and encouragement. For the best hard-hitting ammonia in the game, there's none better than Steve at Skull Smash. And if you're looking to hit a brutal pull and need that added grip, Raw Grip's Liquid Chalk is the highest quality on the market right now. You can head over to their Instagram pages and get some products. But this evening, I'm sitting down with Logan Chapman, a top-level powerlifter and a personal friend of mine who's 2,300-pound raw total alongside a monster thousand pound squat has rocked the powerlifting world, letting everyone know that he's only getting started. You don't wanna miss a single minute of this action packed episode as we talk about the current mentality and more. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Logan, what is going on? Nothing much, man, just chilling at my place. What's up with you? Hey, you know, we're doing all right out here. Glad we could finally make this conversation happen. I know we've interacted with each other a ton on social media the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Um, but to get you on and, and get to hear a little bit of your story is uh, is awesome. Absolutely, man. I am here to answer any questions you may have. Well, yeah, I mean, let's, let's just start basic. So tell us a little bit about yourself. For those that may be listening that don't know too much about you, uh, how did you get involved in powerlifting? Uh, and what's a little bit of your story? Okay, man. Man, I started back in uh, high school. I used to live in Washington State, and we actually had a powerlifting club in uh, high school, which I was very fortunate back in uh, back then to start as young as I did. I believe it was uh, 16, 17, somewhere around there. And, uh, man, I got encouraged by my friends to start doing it. I really just wanted to go to the gym. Well, I think like everyone else does, you know, you want to impress some girls, right? You want to look better, right, I guess, right. you know, <laughs> and uh, lose some weight. You know, I was a very uh, chubby kid all my life, and uh, I stopped doing traditional sports by my uh, sophomore year and freshman year of high school, and uh, so I needed to do something. I told myself I need to get off the couch, stop playing video games. I need to do something, and uh, yeah, that's when I joined the – we had a – electives in our school so one of the electives was weight room actually instead of pe traditional pe and uh, i chose that one and uh i decided to start that out and i just started kind of doing i guess bodybuilding traditional uh stuff and then it just moved progressively over to squat bench and deadlift and uh people in my like high school really thought I was pretty strong because I think uh, the first time we started like squat benching and deadlifting, uh, I pulled like 415 and everyone was kind of impressed with that. I don't, you know, I never deadlifted in my entire life. I just picked up, you know, just picked it up. So I guess that was pretty cool for everyone and everyone kind of encouraged me to, (coughs) excuse me, to get into powerlifting. So I guess that's kind of how it started from there, honestly. And it just became an obsession with me. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, I I think everyone just kind of almost no one starts powerlifting because they, they already kind of knew what it was. I feel like a lot of people kind of just kind of accidentally start powerlifting and they're like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, it's usually like something in like a high school weight room where, you know, whether it's football or basketball or, uh, for me, it was coming in from CrossFit and realizing I hated it and everything it stood for. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah, I get you. We, we, we kind of just realized, man, I kind of like lifting heavy weight. I like the fact that I don't have to do very much cardio to make sure I lift more. Yeah, it, yes, exactly. I think it was the fact that I didn't have to run around and do stuff <laughs> to lose weight, I guess, in a, some sort of sense, right? And I think it just sparked interest in in the whole aspect of it. But I think what really started, like, I guess my obsession into the sport was my first ever powerlifting meet. And, uh, you know, coming from sports that I don't know about you, but there's always someone that is um, <coughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like they're they're cocky in a sense and they always think mm-hmm. they carry the team. There's always yeah. one person. Right. 
and it really ruins everything for you. And every time I got into sports, there was always someone like that. And it really made me mad. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore because it just pisses me off. These people get recognition for that kind of stuff. And it just seemed like, Oh, it's a team sport, but it's still individual. And I don't appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, I guess it just started making me angry, and then I moved on. I didn't want to do it. And then I got into powerlifting, and I guess it became such an individual sport. But the camaraderie in this sport is, bar none, the best in the world, in my opinion. Like, I can go to any meet, even before, like, let's just say before I started becoming who I was and as strong as I am now, even just starting out with a 1,200, 1,300-pound totals, man, I got so much help from everyone and I absorbed so much and everyone just loved to talk to you and help you. And it was just different. You know what I mean? And I just, yeah. I fell in love with that, man. That's the one thing I, I, I fall in love with powerlifting and what I love about powerlifting is I will help. And a lot of people are afraid to message me, I guess, because I won't answer them, but I, I do. And I, you know, you want to help. I want to help as many people, you know what I mean? And I guess that's what I love about the sport. Honestly, yeah. it's just, a, it's amazing in that, in that sense. Yeah. I, and I think that's so interesting. You mentioned that because it's definitely something I'm, I'm still kind of on that getting started end. Yeah. You know, yeah I'm yeah. just, I've only competed, you know, three times and I'm still looking at, yeah, on having that beginner total. And so for me, uh, you know, like uh, on Thursday I was recording with James Strickland. Yeah. Uh, and to be able to chat with a guy like that, who, who's clearly such a, such a hero. Oh dude. Uh, absolutely. In the community. It's just so remarkable that this is really a sport where those people are accessible. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, I can't just reach out to Odell Beckham and be like, hey, man, can I get some tips on my catching? <laughs> exactly. Like that, that's, that's, that's not a casual thing you can no, do. No, you can't but... just call LeBron James and say, hey, can you get me better at basketball? Like, no. Right. He's not checking his DMs to see, you no. know, oh, Moses texted me. Yeah, let me get back. He, you know, like, that's not even, that's, no. that's not accessible. Absolutely not. Not at all. It, um that's why I guess I love about it is like you, you will have, okay, there is, uh, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say no names, of course, but there is sure. people that are in this sport that do not care, obviously, yeah. and will not message you back and will ignore you. And I think that's shameful, honestly. You're in such a, I, I, it's starting to get more popular. Don't get me wrong. And uh, sure. it's starting to get a little bit more. I mean, look at uh, Ray Williams getting on ESPN squatting. Like that's making, yeah, that's making marks, man. And I don't know how you feel about geared lifting and uh, the, like the WPO, but making it on ESPN, that's incredible. We're making that's unbelievable. Yes, we're making strives again to become not a niche sport anymore, but like a yeah. norm. Like this is normal, which yeah. I think that's that's incredible. Like you, you can't say nothing better than that, but. This isn't the time to be neglective of your fans or people that wanting are wanting to genuinely learn. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. you should still answer people. I mean, time is money. I get that, but there's more important things still. You know? Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. Because, well, because the reality is, and I use this. This isn't not not to drop this name because I love I love hybrid. Everyone knows I wear hybrid for literally yeah. every yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think of the, the video of when uh, Steffi was up at Westside and Louis Simmons had no idea who she was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was just like, yeah, like, who are you again? <laughs> and you have, like, Alex Usler kind of being like, oh, no, she has, like, da-da-da-da. But it's, like, even within the powerlifting community, like, Louis doesn't give a he doesn't No, give a shit. he does like, not give a shit whatsoever. Thing. But that's Louis, though. You know what I mean? I feel like, right. if you kind of know what I mean. Oh, of and, course. Westside always has Oh, one. exactly. And, but. But I say that, you know, just in, even within that, yeah. that Steffi's huge. Yes. But even then, huge, he's like, yeah. yeah, dude, you're just a lifter. Exactly. You know? Yes. And, and I think that's the important reframing. I could be strong as hell, but, you know, one thing and I'm out. Exactly. You know, the next yes. person comes out. No, and, that, and, that's so, and that's so true that you say that. And another thing is I think that's where – that's a good thing to knock your notch off a little bit if you kind of see what I'm saying. Yeah. Some people don't need to be – held on such a high pedestal because this is just a sport where we lift weights. You know, we still got to, we're still normal people. You know what I mean? Just because I can squat a thousand pounds does not mean that I'm not just the same as you, man. You know what I mean? Like I, 
I'm no more smarter than you, no more, you know, no more anything than you when it comes to terms of everyday life, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, it, I guess people just need to think of, you know, people deserve to have some sort of communication. You can't ignore everybody. You know, I feel yeah. like you should give everyone a chance. Yeah. That's just my no, opinion. I agree. So, no, and I think that's such an important mentality to have. Yeah. Because that is, that, that's how you garner the respect. You know, people can respect you for lifting the weight. You know, say like, you know, you just hit a thousand. Yeah. People would be like, oh man, I respect him for hitting a thousand. But if you're not engaging with people, they're like, well, I guess he's just that dick that squatted a thousand. Exactly. All right. And I don't want to be. But if you're engaging. Yeah. And you don't want to be. No. Right. No. Uh, and so I think if you're able to also be the person that said, yeah, I squatted a thousand, but I'm also going to help you get. There, yeah. That's how you build the legacy. Exactly. And it's just like, I want to be that person. I want to be the guy that's not no, not just known for being one of the strongest people in the world, right? I, I want to be known as, not only is he one of the strongest, but man, he is one cool motherfucker. Like, yeah. he's down to earth, he's willing to talk to anybody, help out anybody still, and just be that kind of a guy. I, like, I live by, you, do you know the FTS, Dave Tate and stuff? You have listen to yeah. Table Talk? That's one of my one of my mm-hmm. favorite podcasts, man, too. But uh, it's very educational. Um, the fact that he has a saying, live, learn, pass on. I live yep. by that, man. I try to live by that every day. Anybody that wants to know anything about me or talk about powerlifting in general, I'm all ears, always. My DMs are always open for that. So I think I feel like it's a very important thing in this community to have. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, I, I love I love that image of you live, learn, you pass yes. on. Because, you know, I was uh, obviously, so I'm still in college, graduating yeah. in May. And I think, I you know, Liberty has these speakers come in. And this guy, Lou, uh, Lou yeah. Hoyts, came in uh, to talk. And he said, do any of you know the name of your great-great-grandparents? And, you know, a couple of people are like, oh, yeah, like, I know. Like, the people who, like, have to know everything. But for the most part, people are like, no, I don't. Yeah. And he said, no, think about that. That he's like, in a couple generations, people are not going to remember. Exactly. Like, what matters isn't what you do. What matters is what you pass on to the people that are going to be after you. Exactly. And I just, that's what. Exactly. I think there's a legacy. You know, you should always, mm-hmm. you should always leave by, leave a legacy. You know what I mean? If that includes your name or if that includes thousands of people you see what i'm saying like i feel like yeah not not only can your name live on forever if you know if you really wanted it to right that legacy about you but i think it's more important to not just have that but to have people that were under you as well you you them get to that point you know what i mean i think it's a big big thing that people are missing nowadays in the sport and man i just I think I just, that's all we need to start doing to come together, you yep. know, because we're starting to get a lot of flack about stuff, man. You know, you, dude, <laughs> yeah. we, we are pretty much known on social media as some of the worst shit talkers on the planet. And yeah. it just, I think it needs to start stopping a little bit here because it gets ridiculous sometimes. I don't know how you feel yeah. about that, but it just gets, it gets a little too much. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the the conversation that comes to mind is the uh, Garrett Fear Evan Cardone. Fight, yeah, absolutely. Uh, where like for like five months, the two of them are just talking shit to each other yeah. and like maxing out just to see who can do exactly. Better. And I'm like, what does that prove? Does to nothing. It doesn't prove to any anyone to anything, anything like that. It's just, it's just crazy. I don't get that. And even yeah. like, okay, for example, you're on the Garrett Fear thing. Garrett Fear even. Mm-hmm gets on to me i mean you've seen it i'm, I'm yeah. sure you've seen it uh-huh. it's he i have he has such a big following and sometimes i don't understand what his motives are in this sport if you see yeah. what i'm saying i'm not discrediting the guy at all i like him for sure i still like him even though he talks shit to me i don't care you know i'm not a i'm not a vagina and i can't handle the fact that i you know if someone wants to call him my shit they can call him my shit I will own yeah. up to anything. I did own up. I took away a lift. I don't – I want to hold myself to a higher standard. But if I'm following the Federation's rules to a T, if you kind of understand where I'm going from there, 
yeah, I don't understand what's the problem. If you understand what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, I, I get the fact that the judges are really the people that need to be held accountable in this sport. Right. More than, the, more than the athletes, if you see what I'm saying. But yes. I don't see that. I see athletes getting the brunt end of this stuff. And it's it makes me yeah. upset really bad. Cause it, well, and, and I think what's so interesting about what you mentioned there, because uh, I, I agree, is I think of, yeah, whether it was you competing at SPF meet here just a yep. little while ago or uh, Matt Mitchell competing and in, in squatting at 925 yes. um, of, yeah, of course, like I, there's nothing I hate more than when I do something and the judges who are the ones who are relevant say it's good and everyone online who loves talking shit behind their keyboard says now nah, that didn't yeah. count because at the end of the day, I'm like, look, if the judges didn't like it, they could have said they didn't like it. Exactly. And I moved on. But they're the ones that are relevant. And so I think the more I compete in the sport, and especially the more that I coach in the sport, the more I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. So the squat was high, like whatever. But like they didn't call it for being high. Like I, we all squat high. Oh my God. I I know when I squat high. Like when I competed at 365 back there in February, that 523 was 100% high. But, and that's why there's like that pause where I like look back at the lights. And I got him. I'm like, you know what? I got him. I'm exactly. Take it. It's on open powerlifting. They yep. counted it. Your opinion doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And I don't think what I don't think. Okay. And like I said, it's not to disrespect him at all, Garrett Fear. It's I don't think he's quite understanding what his motives are besides just bashing as many new people as he can. In my opinion, right. And it's not because I feel like he's trying to hold everyone accountable, and I can have some sort of respect for that, of course. For sure. But I think he could do it in a better light. If you understand what I'm saying, he's got a big following. He's got a huge following and he's a very strong athlete, but I feel like you still need to give respect where it's deserved still and not disrespect, you know, regardless of what's going on because yeah, I just, that's just how I feel. You know what I mean? It's just, I live by the total thing. I don't care what's going on. I respect the total. And I respect the Wilkes score. You know, I respect it all. But, you know, I feel like it's just – he needs to give a little bit more respect where it's deserved, in my opinion. But – Yeah, and there's lots yeah. of people out there. I, there may even be a trickle-down effect. Because Sean Noriega is very yeah. similar in that. You know, and now, obviously, like, Sean's one of the best USAPL athletes in the world. So, like, fair yeah. enough. But, like, it's that same thing. He loves chatting yeah. shit. And so, of course, <laughs> Garrett Fear loves Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? That's probably I, why they have such a great following is because, you know, they're not afraid to speak their opinion. And I, and I respect exactly. that. And I, you know, even on social media, I, my rants and stuff like that, I'm not afraid to say what's right. on my mind either. Uh, in that little, that little thing where he was like, uh, he called my squat high and stuff like that. And I was just like, well, you know, we all don't squat to our own standards. You even know that. And he does. So it's just funny yeah. how we can go back and forth, but we, we all know we all don't squat to our own standards most of the time. Yeah. And, and I think what's been interesting, even in my own mm-hmm. training is I think the longer I've competed, yep. the less I've been as weirdly elitist. Exactly. Method. Because I think when everyone first starts, they're like, oh, yeah, like I should squat. Absolutely. Grass. I yeah. should hold my deadlift for 10 seconds yeah. at the top. My, my bench should be paused on my chest until I can't breathe and then I can press exactly. it off. And I think the more I go, especially I think me competing with 365 uh-huh. has been a change. And when I move to Utah, I'll be switching to APF. Then I'm like, look, what the Federation says I could do, I'm going to do what that says. I'm not going to waste extra energy doing a bunch of extra shit. Just the online. Exactly. To appease everyone else. Let me ask you this. That 525 squat for you, right? When you squatted it, you stared up with it, and you saw those white lights, were you happy? So there you go. What? And that's all that matters. That's the point. When I stood up with 925 and sleeves, don't care what kind of sleeves I'm wearing, I look back and I see those three white lights. I'm happy because it's still a 925 yeah. squat and sleeves. Those sleeves aren't Absolutely. going to be like wraps. People don't understand that. I don't get why people think the thickness of the, the sleeve is actually going to determine poundage on the bar when you actually have something right. that is known to put pounds on the bar. 
like raps. Yes. It, it blows my mind. The science isn't there, well, so you know what I mean. It's just weird. Yeah, and and what's interesting as well is I think some of the people that talk about it have never squatted. Exactly, and that's what blows my mind. Yeah, (laughs) yes. So my first five hundred pound squat last April, I was wearing uh, those MB slingshot sleeves, and you know I was like, oh, this is great. Like I squatted five hundred, and then this year I put wraps on Uh for the first time. And 500 moved it like a exactly. three. And so I was like, I was like, okay, these are two very exactly. different things. Like, it's just a totally yeah. different level. And I went like, you know, my biggest sleeve squat was 925. And then I turned around and put two and a half meter wraps on. And I squat 1,005. Like, right. what? Yeah, of course there's a difference. Like, it blows yeah. my mind where people think literally uh, maybe a two millimeter difference in thickness and sleeve is going to put pounds on that bar if i wanted to squat in my in three millimeter five millimeter seven millimeter knee sleeves i still would have squatted 925 regardless you know what i mean that's that's what i find you know what i mean funny about the whole shit talking it doesn't make sense half the time yeah it's just like what is your argument you just want to make an argument out of nothing because usually people that are jealous you know what i mean that's when they start being mm-hmm. the shit talkers. You know, that was my yeah. first nine for nine meet technically, but I still didn't count my last mm-hmm. deadlift because it wasn't sure. to my standard. So, you know what I mean? Right. So I would have been, I'm still technically nine for nine, but I don't count that meet in that sense of that yeah. last, that last deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. Yep. Well, so, so continuing kind of that conversation on, on yeah. meets. So last year you had the opportunity to compete at the Yes, current. sir. So that Kern was a little bit, I feel like, different than Kerns we'd seen in the past. A lot of people wanted to pull out. I know there was that you and Brandon Allen were going head oh, to head man. You know, <laughs> the longest time. And then, of course, he just rips his quad yep. off the bone. So what was it like for you, one, kind of going head to head with him, even up through his yes. injury, and then getting up there and getting to Del Mar and competing regardless of everything that man, was Man, uh, it was a good start to me and him. You know what I mean? I kind of liked it. Me and him kind of DM'd each other, uh, talked, and, you know, he was telling me, you know, good things, and he was excited to meet me, and I was really excited to meet him. And uh, to be honest, I told him uh, he's one of my favorite powerlifters at the time, and he was, you know what I mean? And I have major respect for the guy. You know, he's super strong. But um, there for a little bit, man, uh, he kind of started rubbing me the wrong way. And uh, the fact that, there was a little bit there. I just stopped tagging him and stuff because, to be honest, going into that meet, I was slightly injured myself even. Um, I hurt something in my erector, and I think I – it was just weird. It was all, a whole bunch of collectively different things, and, like, my piriformis, uh, lower back issues. It was just hard meat. It was a hard meat to, uh, to prep for, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, the last yeah. eight weeks were pretty rough, man. I didn't even think – I was going to get to the meet, but I finally started to pull 700 again. And I said, and I said to myself, I was like, well, I'll give myself a shot there. So yeah, it went out to be okay. But uh, for a little bit there, he just started rubbing me the wrong way. I stopped talking about it, the meet completely. I even stopped talking shit and he would not stop mentioning me on the podcast, man. His podcast, he would just keep disrespecting me really bad talking about, you know, I have no work ethic and I, you know, I'll be a one and done kind of a guy in this sport and like just kind of crazy shit, you know, uh, you could go yeah. back and even listen and find out yourself. It's in the pudding itself. I'm not making any of it up. It's, it's right out for everybody to hear it. But, uh, I finally, I think I got a 785 deadlift was my last deadlift before the thing. And I tagged him and I said, you know, sit down in your chair, take your pad, uh, pain medications and let daddy do his work. Because he said, you know, yeah. I, I got pissed off. You know what I mean? You know, so I of course, back of and, man, he wrote me a book. He was just rude. It was, just, it, we just got on the wrong foot, I guess. So it didn't turn out well. But man, yeah. the, the Kern, though, the Kern was something else, man. That was a different experience for me. I was like starstruck when I went there, dude, <laughs> to be honest with you, man. Oh, I can imagine. Like, I, I feel like I'm still a nobody, if you kind of see what I'm saying. And uh, I'm the yeah. underdog. 
And so when I'm going into that meet, when I'm seeing Dr. Deadlift, uh, uh, Yuri, like all kinds. Oh my God, dude. I just, it went, it was nuts. It was nuts. I just fell in love there, man. It was awesome, but it was, it was very starstrucking for me. So I guess like I was distracted a lot. If you kind of know what I mean. So, Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I can imagine it. And the pressure is Uh, I can only, I can only imagine what it would be like to be lifting, not only, you know, on a big platform, but also in front of a lot of Exactly, man. It was just like, I wanted to depress everybody. Like I wanted to, yeah, it was very hard to just like focus. If you kind of see what I'm saying on the, on the end goal, I guess. It was very uh, distracting, but it was an amazing experience. And eventually I'd love to do it again. You know what I mean? Because uh, it'd be just fun to go against people that are on the same, uh, that I'm on the same caliber with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's huge. And I know that's a, I think as I've continued to lift, uh, this is my, probably my first time saying this publicly. I mean, as I leave, liberty and leave the collegiate national stage now today april 5th i was supposed to be competing at yeah. collegiate nationals so uh which like today's definitely been tough for me because i mean pretty much since yeah august when i started prepping for that novice open it's all been guns blaze and focusing for today and so you know today kind of being my last day of uh eligibility um you know i'm having to think you know hey like what's next and i think the more that i've lifted and the more that I've come to appreciate my own unique style, the more I realize that USAPL style lifting might not be for me. No, yeah, 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 for sure, man. Like, I would, uh, I fully agree with that. Uh, I used to, I don't like to dig into, uh, into the, like the PED side of the spectrum, to be honest with you. Uh, sure. I don't think it's a necessary thing to talk about because. The research is out there. I agree for you. Um, if you really want to know anything or get into that kind of stuff, I'm sure there's plenty of other people to talk to. I don't think it's necessary to talk about it, though. In my opinion, yeah. uh, I yeah. work my ass off regardless of anything that's going on in that category. So, and I think that's what's important. Uh, that I think you know we we won't go yeah. into it. I think what's important is is yeah, it's the work yes. ethic. You you can take I said the same thing to Larry. You can take all the gear in the world exactly, and if you're not working hard, it's not going to do exactly. And so I think that's the distinction. You know, you see these guys same that keyboard warrior thing. Now, obviously, there's a difference with Garrett because Garrett's wide. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But with a lot of people, they're like, "Oh, you must be on steroids. That's why you can do X, Y, Z." I'm like, "No, dude. Like that's not how it works. No, (laughs) because there's plenty of people out there that are." skinny fat and are on more gear than anybody I've ever known to say to be on gear and they don't do anything. They have nothing. They never competed. They're just doing it. And it's just so funny to see that. You know what I mean? That's right. That's why I keep telling people it's a useless thing to talk about really because it's not going to go anywhere. You know, it's, it's, I'm the lifter I am today because of my work ethic. And my absolutely passion and love for this sport. If you aren't going to try to give up everything to be one of the best in the world, then you're not going to be the best in the world. Plain and simple. Yeah. It doesn't matter about your genetics. I mean, yes, I mean it will in a sense. Correct, you know, to be correct. Sorry. But uh sure. I don't think it's everything, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I I just think the work ethic needs to be there more than anything before you do that kind of thing. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, you had the current yeah. last year, you had the SPF meet, but I mean, even to this date, you've still just competed what seven or eight times. Yes. So- uh, well, mostly because my, my high school stuff isn't recorded. Unfortunately, okay. it wasn't, I, I forget what federation it was under, but I just don't think it got recorded very well. You know how high school is. Some some things are not going to be perfect, and plus, we don't live in yeah. Texas like that. It's very, it's way bigger in Texas. You know what I mean than it was in Washington. So they take it a little sure. bit more serious than we did down here, down over there. So um, I've competed sure. probably approximately. Oh my gosh, I got all the trophies over here. I got a 
Jeez. Uh, I, I'd say like 20, 25 times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so you actually you did a lot yes, of Yes, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, so as you, you know, look ahead, obviously that current, that SPF, the 2300, like you're not. No. Like that's not. This is yeah, exactly. The so when you look ahead, you know, we say, you know, it, we don't like set long term okay, yeah. goals because then when you reach it. Exactly. What's next? So when you look ahead, where do you go from here? What What is the next not long term goal, but what's the next roadblock? For you to knock down as you plow forward well to be honest man uh the the 2300 in sleeves was just basically a, a tune-up meat for a rat meat right so yeah. now with well how the world is right at this moment it's not <laughs> sure. yeah it's not really feasible at this point maybe here in a year or two or a year and a half i'm i'm going to try to find a meat outside of the state where I live in Arkansas. So it'd be outside of Arkansas. Hopefully if I can figure out something and I want to try to shoot for, um, the all time world record in reps. So okay. uh, that would be my next goal of okay. uh, it. So, and, uh, I'm probably not going to look at beating it by like a hundred pounds or nothing. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be like, sure. hopefully I can beat it by 15, 20 pounds. That'd be really awesome. If I could do that. Yeah. Just edge away with it, kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, and ultimately, that, that's all. You yeah. Got exactly. It. Yeah. Um, you know, I think some people can think, "Oh, wow, you only took it by a pound." I'm well, like, yeah, I took it by exactly. A pound. That's what matters. Exactly. And uh, I'm gonna probably shoot for uh, a ten forty or a ten forty five squat somewhere around there. I don't know what the kilo conversion probably could be on that one, but uh, sure, about ten forty five on squat. I want about a five eighty bench. I'm I'm. My bench has been really going up steadily, so I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be there about a year and a half, and then um, I'll, obviously I want to pull, dude, I want to pull fucking nine oh three, want to pull nine hundred pounds, yeah. that'd be dope. So, um, that would that if you add that up, it's probably around ten or twenty five forty, twenty five thirty five somewhere around there. So that yeah. would be the goal. Man, that's yeah, awesome. Man. <laughs> that gives me fire. Yeah, up. I mean that's. Yeah, but I mean that's what you got to exactly. do. I mean, if you're if you're setting little goals, you're you're never going to achieve what you exactly. want to. So I think that that's I mean, awesome. I think that's a hundred percent within. Draft. And the thing about it is, it's just like my goal. My goal, even before I I jump the ranks where I'm at now, it's until I see myself at that number one spot, I'm not achieving my goal yet. I haven't achieved my goal yet. So yeah, I want to be number one in the world in both sleeves and wraps. And if it's all possible, because the girls Wilkes and the guys Wilkes is a little bit different, but uh, maybe hopefully become one of the strongest in the world. Number one, uh, regardless of gender. So I'd like that too. That'd be a good goal. Well, and it's tough with that Wilkes. Exactly. Yeah. um, (laughs) Because it doesn't really benefit big guys very well. Um, there's a reason that you, you're going to see people like Steffi Cohen, yeah. Stacey, uh, yeah. Stacey and, and I believe uh, it's a little bit different for females. So uh, yeah. that's going to be the hard thing. You know what I mean? So it, it'll be, yeah. we'll see how that goes, but it would be nice to be able to say I am number one all time, regardless, you know, Absolutely. that would be awesome. I think so. Uh, that's a long, that's probably a long-term goal. If you see what I'm saying, that's probably yeah. my long-term goal, but, not really short term. It would be number one in my weight class, of course. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm training a guy right now who is he's a USAPL and he's looking to take that number one spot. You know, he's just 21 yeah. years old, uh, and and we're looking at uh, he's going to hit a competition in Alabama here in July. And we're looking to break two. Oh my goodness! So Holy we're, crap! We're we're, we're yeah. hoping yeah for, for some big things yeah. here. You know, barring injury, uh, and you know, thanks be to God, he's still got weights he can yeah. work with right now so uh which is that, this uh, point is is that a very coveted thing oh man Duncan. yeah i've, yeah, I've been following him for a little bit man he that guy is strong as shit he is a man freak athlete. he is crazy strong <laughs> and he's young too God. he he man. is well it, it's that it's something in that east tennessee water I, man i don't know what i'm it telling is. you man uh i think i followed him uh right when he did that 800 pounds Back in the, uh-huh, I think when he was working out it with where uh, Pete Rubish was working out, Max, Max out, yeah, yeah Max, Max out. out. 
uh, I was following him then, and that that I looked up to that guy, dude. He was a guy that I had yeah. to look at and be like, dude, I got to get stronger than him. Like, how do I get stronger than yeah. him? <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, how do I do this? And I'm like, only totaling like 1600 at the time when I'm watching him. I'm like, geez, right. so Petey, like, I got to do something different. I just started taking it a little bit more serious, of course, though. But that guy's strong. I'm happy for him. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm so, I'm so fired yeah. up for that because it is something that's so yeah. attainable. You know, yeah. he uh, he tore uh, his business, okay, yeah, uh, just about a year ago, and so seeing his comeback, you know, has been really cool. And he kind of reached out and said, "Hey, man, like you want to uh, jump in this together?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, yeah, know? yeah, exactly." <laughs> I get a piece. Yeah, of this. <laughs> duh. Why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I say that too. Yeah, I mean, having these lofty aspirations that are also within grasp. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. I, why? Exactly. And that's so, so funny how you're excited. Uh, uh, you, are you enjoying coaching? Because I, I've, I've loved yes. it. Oh, man, I have too. It's been a awesome thing to be able to start coaching and doing. So, I think I've found a new passion. You know how people are always like, hey, you know, powerlifting is all, isn't always forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to try to find something to appease yourself when you can't do it anymore. You know, and I think I found it. At least I can do something with the sport still. Yeah. And it, when I'm done, I can still coach, you know, exactly. and, and I think I love that about this. And uh, I got a young guy, too. He's about 21 and uh, his name's Caleb Freeman. I think I yep. posted Screaming him a couple of times. Screaming Freeman, man. That that boy is about to be the next big thing, man. Yeah, I, I guarantee it. He's one ninety eight strong as shit and he's working hard like he is nonstop. he's a force to be reckoned with man and yet and i think you know even beyond the physicality because you can once again have the best genetics in the world and oh, if you don't exactly. apply it nothing's gonna happen exactly and but he I just think, works his ass off man it, well and you got to exactly if you're, if you're not willing to do that yep. at some point you better say i'm gonna go pick something else yep um but I think, you know, alongside of that, there's so much mental gain. Yeah. Along oh, with the yeah. So I wonder, you know, kind of as a practical example here, I mean, so you were ramping up for this thousand pound squad. Obviously, yep. you were hoping uh, to hit it in the cage. And obviously, due yeah. to COVID, yeah. we weren't able to, to go do that, uh, yes. which I was hoping to see that thing live. Yeah, man. Able to happen. Yeah. But as you ramped up, I mean, I can't even fathom what a thousand pounds on my back feels like. And so as you prepared for that mentally, what does it look like for you to really hit that sweet spot where you can really just go blank and hit it? Well, okay. Man, that's a, that's a kind of a hard question for me, to be honest with you, because a lot of people usually don't understand how or why I can do what I do. You know, yeah. I would say normal people, I guess, you know, everyday people sure. that don't do this. And uh, I I lift I lift for myself, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like I lift for just for more than just myself. If that makes any sense to you at all, sure. sure. Um, I, I'm trying to become great in this sport, so hopefully I can make a career out of something I love. You know what I mean? And I guess I lift for not only for myself, but my my friends and family. And, uh, you know, my dad isn't with me anymore. I lost him when I was young. So I always kind of think about him a lot to get in that, in that phase. And, um, there was, uh, one meet I was preparing for, I lost my grandmother at. So it's it's kind of a thing that I sit here and I think about things, you know, a lot. And, uh, I think a lot of people, I've, I've gotten a lot of questions too, of why I look so upset before I lift or, why do I look like I'm crying? It's probably because I am. Yeah. And I just can't help it. I let all my emotions into this sport, basically. Yeah. You know, I let it all show. Like, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know. And you could see every bit of emotion when I go up to the bar. You could see what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? You could just see it on me. So that's how I get prepared for a lift. You know, it's, yeah. I, I sit down, I might look at, I, you know, I might look at a picture of my dad 
or, you know, I might look at my uh, fiance that she's watching me or, you know, my mom's out there watching me with her. You know, I'm just seeing people, you know, my friends, all my teammates, and I just want to do better for them too. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's like if I'm better, they're going to get better too. Yeah. You know, that that's how I get ready. And, man, uh, that's so good. Yeah, man. That's so good because, you know, I, I'm almost the polar opposite in that yeah. line. I'm, and everyone who follows me, I'm such an angry lifter. Yeah. Uh, that when I, you know, it's especially, you know, I laugh because all of the uh, screen grabs, it looks like I'm yelling because I am. That for yeah. me, it's, it's such a, a fury. Like, I am trying to prove people wrong. Yeah. That for me, I'm like, hey, like, coach that told me in eighth grade, I was 140 pounds that I wasn't going to amount to shit. And I'm like, now I'm 275 pounds. I got 500 pounds on my back. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <you>. dude. Absolutely. <laughs> you man. Know? And um, uh, I think we all have that in us. I think we all do. Cause you know, I can agree. I can, dude, I can't count on how many times on my hands that that's been in my life always. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, I was a very, very, very big victim of bull, uh, bullying. You know, I, uh, I had a, I have a learning disability. I have a dyslexia yeah. really bad. And, uh, I had a very, very hard time in high school and just in school in general. Uh, my learning wasn't as quick as most kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I got bullied a lot because I was in special ed classes. Like, you know, the kids that you'll see in wheelchair, you know, just special need kids too, that are in there. Yeah. And I think there's a stigma with that too. They think that there's something wrong with me, I guess. Right even though I'm a normal person, my way of learning is just different, you know? And uh, I've got stigmatized. I've been called, you know, all kinds of names in the book, man, fat and, you know, just things that I, that now I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. You know, I always have that in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always want, you know, that's why I always tell, or I say, you know, everyone's going to know who the fuck I am. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to know my name. There's a reason behind it. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. There's still a reason behind it, which I think you understand what I'm saying here. Absolutely. About it. Yeah. Well, and it, it's funny you mentioned that because, so I, I was in very much the same boat. You know, yeah. I was a, I was a skinny kid, uh, you know, back in high school, really until yeah. I got yeah. to college is when I really got big. And there was a, there was a kid when I was uh, growing up and I won't name him because he's probably listening, but yeah, so yeah. he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. When <laughs> I say this. Um, but there was a kid when I was growing up who was the all-star, you know, yeah. he was that kid who everyone said, man, like this guy's going to go places. Uh-huh. And he was a dick to everybody. And yeah. especially me, he was like, all right, kid, like we got Moses, like, all right, the skinny little runner, like whatever. <laughs> I was the nerd. Yeah. And he reached out to me like a month ago uh, after I squatted 520 uh, uh-huh. in the gym. And he DM me. He was like, man, like, you have no idea how it's inspiring it is to see you, da-da-da-da-da. And it took every ounce of my being not to respond and say, yeah, you were fucking wrong. But exactly. I was like, no, like, well, yeah, like, I'll know. be graceful. You know, and yes. like, I'd be like, oh, thanks so much, man. Like, so good. Yeah. But, like, in my head, I was like, good. I was like, it was just such a satisfying feeling. Yes. So I was like, homeboy, you just saw what it looks like to put in the hard work. Exactly. And he right now did not achieve everything he wanted to because he yeah. took it easy and partied and went wild. Uh-huh. And now he's just doing his own thing at a small school. Exactly. And you feel like you you feel accomplished in that because you finally got what you're looking for. I guess yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're supposed to see me. Like that's what I wanted. You know yeah. what I mean? I wanted to, I wanted to prove you guys wrong. Yeah. So fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is always better to be the 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 better man, you know what I mean? Yes. The, the bigger man. <laughs> as hard I guess. As it is it's hard. You always want to be the bigger man. Uh, you know, I live by trying to be that bigger, a big, the bigger man out of arguments and stuff like that. I'm usually, I'll apologize when I shouldn't probably apologize just so I could make amends, if you know what I mean, and get the thing going. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that is so huge, though, in just in that mentality of yeah. finding what that is. And, you know, for so many people, it is different. Uh, you know, there's got the guys who are so calm, you know, James Strickland was saying, yeah, for him, he used to be very aggressive, but he's become, you know, this calm, more of a calm lifter. Uh, I could agree with that too. I, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. I think the aggression will start to eat away more than it will 
be good for you, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree with well, that. Because it's so easy, I think, for it to, be, to consume you. Yes. You know, instead yes. of, you know, I'm, right now I'm still kind of able to be in that sweet spot. Yeah. But I know if I if I really release it, it's going to damage me more than it's actually going to be helpful. It will not uh, help you. It'll hinder you more, more exactly. or less. So, yes, I yeah, I I had to change because I, I, I can't agree with more about that because at the U.S. Open, I, I did not do very good, if in my opinion. Uh, I did not bomb out of the meet, which I'm happy about, but in my head, I still bombed out, if you kind of see what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I totally could have done better, you know what I mean? And I think everyone could say that, but I'm just saying – it was still a bomb out, and I'd love to redeem myself one of these days. Probably here in the future, but it's something I can agree with. I got too angry. I gassed too quickly, and and I just let too much emotion out, if you see what I'm saying. So you you definitely need to start learning how to dial it back when you need to. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, so, uh, you know, another, you know, big question uh, that I think a lot of people wonder about powerlifting is nutrition. So, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. Let's <laughs> so, talk. Yeah, we can talk about that. Sure. <laughs> so, so I mean, you, you've got the guys who are, you know, strict as all get out. Yeah. with what they're eating, and then you have uh, your guys who are like, no, like I'm just going to eat what's in front of me and make sure I hit a calorie count. So I wonder, you know, especially you being a heavier lifter, what does it look like for you? One, even meet the massive amount of calories that you have to be consuming on a daily basis. Yeah. With training. And two, do that without killing yourself, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'll give this rundown. Okay. So I have on season and off season calories. Right. Okay. So when I'm in off season, I usually dip down to about five, maybe 6,000 calories. That's about yeah. it. And then uh, during season, so on season, uh, depending on how long my prep is, um, I will probably be ingesting upwards of, oh gosh, let's see here, probably 8,000 to yep. 9,000 maybe on a heavy day. So, But I try to stay 80-20 is what I say. So 80-20 meaning 80% clean and then the other 20% probably whatever the hell I want. And if that means a cheeseburger, a whole pizza – a whole cheesecake, I'm going to do it. So, yeah. Just to get my calories in. Um, sure. This isn't a for everything, a for everything, because we all know when we get to a certain age, we do we do not need to be doing what we're doing now. Um, yeah. But uh, I will do it while I'm young and can. So, uh, yeah. when I get older, it's probably going to change to 100% really healthy food. But for right now, I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I I definitely align myself with that. A yes, lot. Uh, but I will say know. most of the time it's I do eat clean. You know what I mean. But this twenty yeah. percent of it is going to be shit, to be honest. Yeah. So, well, and it is. It's so hard to consume ten thousand calories of clean. Food. Yeah, yeah, it's like, really hard. Yeah, you know expensive that is. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it you can get like, uh, fuck, you can run down to McDonald's get two. Or, you know, you get like five different, uh, five spicy chicken sandwiches, and that's like over a thousand calories. So, I yeah. mean, and it only costs you literally five bucks or something. So, yeah. And it's hard to beat that, especially when you're a college student. Exactly. Like, yeah. You're trying to save yeah. money. Exactly. You know? oh, I try to save money too, man. I don't, yeah. I ain't far from that either. So, I understand. So, cheap food. Well, especially, especially for you. So, you're, uh, obviously, you mentioned your fiance. Yes. You're getting ready to get married. Yes. Yes. We are. So, yeah. first off, congratulations. Thank you, man. That's appreciate awesome. that. Yes. Uh, but, so, what's it looking like, you know, competing and also, you know, prepping for ultimately for a wedding? Man, uh, it's it's going good. She she is very amazing in the, in the fact that she understands what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Completely. Yeah. She has she gives me all the support in the world. Like she is amazing. And I, I just can't appreciate her enough for what she does for me. But, uh, dude, it's, it's not as hard as you think it is. I just nod my head and say, yes, ma'am. And she does, <laughs> she gets whatever she needs. You know what I mean? And I just go, whatever you want, honey. I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm only here to lift heavy things and move some shit around, whatever you need me to do. So, you know, a happy wife is a happy life. So I just, a happy you know, life. I just keep my, my, 
my thoughts to myself on some things. I just say, hey, it looks good. I love it. You That's know? awesome. I love yeah. that. <laughs> but it's, it's true. true you know, and I'm happy with it. I don't mind saying that. You know what I mean? It's not a hard thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so I've got I've got two older sisters, yeah. and both of which have been married. And so yeah. uh, I got I got to see the wedding from the side of the girls both times. Yeah. And and I told both my soon to be brother in laws, I was like, Hey, God bless you, dude, because you're on yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, she she isn't bad, but she, you know, she loves talking about it. I will say that. But that's okay. You know, you know, that's what they love and I'm okay with that and I'm not going to take that away from her. So I'll listen. I'll, I'll try to chime in on what I think should go, you know, and she loves it. We all love the talking about it, but she does understand my prep. You know what I mean? Like that's important and that's a big deal. And she does give me yeah. absolutely enough space all the time in the gym. She doesn't ask me. She doesn't ask a lot of me, if you understand what I mean. So I appreciate that yeah. a lot. She understands and she loves that I lift. You know what I mean? She loves that. So she loves going to the meets and watching me. I have a lot of people that really support and love coming to watch me. So I appreciate it a lot. And I know that's a game. Dude, it is. It is. It really is. Having the friends and family that I have, the teammates that are my family and friends like that is bar none, something that I think everyone should have. Cause dude, they'll drop it a hat. If I ask them, they come to the gym and help me. You know what I mean? I don't know if you saw that thousand pound squat, but Mm -hmm. the energy in that room was bar none crazy yeah no it was incredible it was incredible man i i wouldn't be where i'm at today with them you say you, everyone that was surrounding me there are like my family that's my family man so yeah it's incredible to have yeah. that support like that so it's huge yes it means the, it and means so, the world to me so yeah oh no i agree and i know so many of those guys look up to you yeah. as well of course yeah. and, and so i wonder kind of backing off of that you know, what would you say is your advice to lifters who want to also be the best in the world, but may still be at that starting point, collegiate lifters, high school lifters, what would you have to say to them? To not give up. That's, that's probably one of the biggest things I could tell any, and I, I, I know that's probably cliche just to say not to not give up, but it really is that man. I've been consecutively powerlifting this was without any breaks, almost it's going on nine years competing and you have to be patient. Patience is the key. Uh, Success doesn't happen overnight. And uh, the better that you can, the better you can come to terms with that. It's okay to take a long time to get good at this, man, that's going to, that's going to open you up. And that's when you are going to become the great. The great one, the best in the world. It really yeah. is. When I started like to sit back and go, Logan, it's not going to happen overnight. And that's when it started becoming. That's when it clicked. You know what I mean? Everything started clicking. So, yeah, man, that's good, yeah. and it's true. Yes. It's not like we're we're in this environment, and I think COVID is really bringing this out. I feel like I mention this every yeah. episode that we're. It's a, a generation, our generation of those late term millennials, early term Gen yeah. Z are so used to this immediacy of everything. Yeah. Um, you send a text. It's immediate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You put it some. It, it's, it's this instant gratification. Exactly. And this is a situation literally where everyone's being forced to just slow down <laughs> yeah. and live. Yeah. You know, whether we want to exactly. or not. Uh, and so I think that's so huge because so many people want that success immediately. Yeah. They're like, hey, like, why the hell am I not already totaling 2,000? Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe because uh, you've been lifting for two weeks. Exactly. You know? and, and that's what people don't understand that. You know what I mean? And I get so yeah. many I get so many DMs about, and I'm not going to say, I don't believe any question is stupid, right? I don't like to say that. All questions do matter, in my opinion. But some of the questions are just sometimes ignorant. It's just like, how do I get to a 500-pound bench? And I look on their page, they're only benching at 225. It's like, brother, maybe you should start thinking about, hey, how do I get to a 275-pound bench instead of how do I get to a 500-pound bench like you're benching? Like, you know how long it took me to get past 275? It took me three years. I'm going to be quite honest with you. My my bench has never been good until recently, like when I started packing on muscle on my upper body. And the just the bench was terrible, man. People need to stop. 
having these unrealistic goals and having more realistic immediate goals. Because 275, yeah. honestly, a guy that just started less than three months could get to a 300-pound bench pretty quickly if they try yeah. and they dedicate mm-hmm. themselves. Because it's mm-hmm. the newbie games. You have all this time in the world. It's the slowdown that people are going to be like, oh, why am I doing this? It took me five yep. years to get to uh, uh, 10 pounds on my total. Like, well, <laughs> that is what it is. You know, it, people yep. don't get that. So no. they don't. And, and it's, it's that plateau yep. that people hit, you know, like, and you'll even remember when I really first started prepping for that first meet, you know, my squat went from 405 to 505 in the span exactly. of six weeks. But, but then I hit 10 months before I could hit to 520 and break exactly. that plateau. And people just aren't willing to put the work in yep. to break it. They're just like, well, I guess that's it for me. Better take steroids. Yeah, exactly. You're like, no. Yeah, like, that's exactly. Working. And I, I love the questions. I'll get, I'll get those. Or like, you know, hey, what, what, what stack do you run? And so it's like, hey, I, why don't you ask how much I eat? Why don't you ask yeah. how many hours I train? Why don't you ask yeah. how many hours I sleep a day? You know what I mean? Like, what do I do for recovery? What do I do to keep mobile? Like it's just, it's crazy to me. The first question has to be about drugs instead of what do I need to do to get better? It's like, yeah, the drugs aren't going to do anything for you. You just have to be better. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, so kind of my last, you know, big question for you. Uh, Obviously the name, name of the podcast is faith and fitness. Uh, And so I never, I never assume anything on anyone. Um, But, I wonder even for yourself, whether you even have a faith walk or what that may look like for you, even in, as you kind of look at your training, look at your life as a whole, what is it that's really motivated you in the long term to become a better version of yourself, even beyond lifting? Well, man, uh, well, I guess it's going to come down to, again, my, my, my teammates, my family, and uh, just becoming better for them every day. I, yeah. you know, having, having my family, my fiance, my mother, my, my, my teammates being surrounding me. And I just want to continuously wake up a better version of myself the day before. So I just yeah. want to constantly, you know, no matter if I messed up the yesterday or if I, if I didn't take out the trash or I didn't clean up or I, I messed up in some sort of area. Right. And someone got a little bit you know, upset with me or, you know, I didn't make a training session or something like that. If I didn't, I wasn't able to come wrap somebody's knees. I try to become a better version of myself. I start, I start delegating things better. I start doing things more. I stop saying no. And I start saying yes. You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that you constantly say no to everything in your life. You're never going to achieve anything. You need to stop neglecting everyone around you and start uplifting everyone around you. So, cause that's going to make you a better person in the long run. So, yeah, thank yeah, you. That's man. good. That's good stuff. Uh, and, and it's true. I think even beyond now, obviously myself being, being a Christian even yes. beyond that, you could have all of the, the, the faith in Islam yeah. or Buddhism or whatever in the world. And if you're a yes. shitty person, what are exactly. you doing it for? You know, and so it's so encouraging. Yes. Yeah. For you to be like, yeah, I mean, like, I just want to be a better version of myself day yes. in and day out uh, because that's really all yeah. you, we can. Exactly. Do, right. It is. And it's just you, in the fact that some people are so I don't want to say neglectful for the people around you, around you or them because of this sport. And it's such a selfish sport because it is people mm-hmm. don't want to admit that it, it is. is. Yeah but the fact that they neglect everyone around them and they're th- those are the people that are supporting you. Like that's not how that should go. You should be supporting them as much as they're supporting you. So and then in the long run, you're going to get better because it's going to, they're going to yeah. respect you even more, you know, and not give up on you because they're, they don't think they're not doing this for nothing. You know what I mean? So I think that's what people need to start thinking about more in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, that's good. All right, brother. Well, hey, that's all, all right, I man. got for you. Thank you Absolutely, so much. Man. For, anytime, for anytime, anytime you want to do another one, we uh, I got just we'll make a date. So I'm down for it. Absolutely.
Well, well, folks, you heard it here first. Logan Chapman. You can find him at Logan underscore Chapman underscore on Instagram. Uh, make sure you tune in. Uh, this man is going places, and there is so much more in store for him. Uh, you can check in with him, DM him. Uh, I'm sure he would love to help you with anything and everything, as long as it's not a stupid <laughs> question. Uh, make sure uh, you jump in. As always, I'm your host, Moses Allwood. Thanks, man.